Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to episode two of The Madness Show. We got a lot of good stuff for you today. So, you're probably wondering out there, if episode two, and by the way, all these podcasts are straight through, no interruptions, no do-overs, what is said is recorded for all of eternity. So, today... We're talking about marriage. Just kidding. Marriage is not bad. Marriage can be magical depending on what's going on in in the marriage. So I'm bringing on probably the biggest guest yet on this show. Not physically, but the most popular name in... Uh, in the world of podcast radio. So give it up for the angel herself. Please give a warm welcome to Sarah Bell. Sarah, how are you doing? Good. My beautiful wife, my bride. Hello. Is on the show. So I will try not to hit any buttons to get me in trouble today. (laughs) So Sarah... My wifey, my boo, my boo fang. We are talking about marriage. People ask us all the time as pastors and as a funny guy, people ask, well, different questions, really. How do you put up with your husband all the time? And, you know, just stuff about marriage in general. So we going to talk about marriage. So with talking about marriage, I pulled up from a random website, 25 questions. (laughs) That's the best source. We haven't, like I said, we're going to go straight through these. No interruptions, no do-overs, no take-backsies. Well, we can keep going. No inter. Well, we don't say that on air, babe. <laughs> Back it up. Oh, I could get in trouble. I'm in charge of the button pushing on this. And so, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, hopefully I won't push too many buttons. Oh, and that's metaphorically, too, um, speaking. But we're talking about marriage. I pulled out 25 questions, and this is from a random... Wandom, a random website. <laughs> this is from our random. Oh my gosh, the World Wide Web. So I got this from Safari.com. Some, I'm just saying, it's from the website. Twenty-five questions that we have not rehearsed. We're just going to answer and be vulnerable, but also talk about little things within marriage. So, and then I'll add an extra question or two just to look at you right in the eyes right now. <laughs> I wish you guys could be in here. Just to look at us while we do this, because it's just so much fun. Anyway, my beautiful bride. Here we go, ladies first. So well, let's. So if you got the first episode, you'll know that we've been married twelve years. Yeah, let's probably do an intro. Yeah, we've been married for twelve years, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's every marriage has ups and downs, but we've been married for twelve years. Um, going for 13. Yeah. <laughs> we have four beautiful children. One didn't start out that way, but he sure is killing it now. He's the cutest one. I'm telling you now, but we'll get to that little five head later. <laughs> He's better now. Um, so we have four kids, 10 years old. We have a little girl and two boys, seven and five. Mm-hmm. And then we have little Bella, our baby, and she's not quite 10 months. So, God has blessed us. We got married at 20, 
22 years old? 20, 20, 22, 23, 23. 2009. I'm, mm-hmm. What is that? I don't know. But we got married around 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Had our first baby at 25 years old. Yeah. Said we'd make babies from 25 to 40. And we're not 40. We're 36. So that's kind of up in the air right now. Accidents happen. But so do purposeful accidents. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No kids are accidents. They are blessings. No. Yeah, I think we, it took our fourth kid to realize that that it really sunk in that we we see them as blessings from God. And it was easier to say, hey, whatever happens. I know. The first kid, if, if there was a noise effect, it'd be like, because I was so nervous, like, what do I do? <laughs> I didn't know what to do, but I'm so happy to be a dad. Yeah. And uh, so good. So that's a little bit of our backstory. 12 years married, four kids. Um, we got engaged in Hamilton, Montana. Yes. That's where my wife is hails from. Born from born and raised and I it's one of my favorite places in the whole wide world. Yeah, let me let me just give you the first part of her testimony. <laughs> it's too raw for podcast. That's right. From death to life, from oh, to heavenliness. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. So thank you, Lord. And uh, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. Then I moved to Spokane, Washington. We met in a club. Yes. And we're pastors. That's fun because it was not a plenty of fish club, a chess club. We're talking like booze. Booze. Boobs. Booze and chews. <laughs> <laughs> my wife just said that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sarah Bell. Just kidding. So just all the stuff. It was when she said that she meant like, you know, it's all about lust. When you're yeah. in a club and you're 21 years old and you're drinking and smoking and doing whatever. Um, yeah. I met her. Uh, and it's funny because every time we go to like a marriage conference and people be like, well, I uh, met my wife. We were holding hands. The Out of nowhere, a window opened and a dove came upon our hands and left. And the Lord whispered. This is my wife. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying, this is what it feels like. And then they go, oh, Sarah and John, how'd you guys meet? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Bend over to the front, touch toes. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I met her. I met her at a club, buzzed from the back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, I, actually, I actually heard his name and I had someone in my life with the same name. And I had to figure out who this John Bell was. And I, someone pointed him out to me at one point, And I was so confused with what I saw because he was dancing, like spinning on the ground. He's spinning on his head and doing cool moves. And I'm like, what? That sack of bones? What is going on? Sack of bones, that's... Well, anyways, he's dancing with a girl. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get in there. And I bumped her out of the way. That was the second meeting, though. Okay. Well, I just remember bumping her out of the way um, to try to get. And I have yet to, to see my wife push another girl in twelve <laughs> years. So, so yeah, I was I was dancing with another girl at the second the because the first time I met, you know, she came up to me, talked to me, she was drunk, she gave me six digit phone number. I was like, wow, a little alcoholy, mm-hmm. just you know, give me a six digit number. And I don't want to seem desperate. You don't want to dial six zero zero six zero one six zero two. I did that about three numbers in. I was like, I don't want to seem desperate. <laughs> so I stopped. I stopped doing that. And anyway, second time I met her, she, uh, yeah. We you know. kept seeing each other at the same places. 
I don't, I don't recommend you go to the bar or the club to get a wife. No. Um, I you don't. know, but the secret was that if the lights turn on and you sober up and you still think each other's cute, you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> and there was, and here we are. Oh yeah. Long From the club to the, to the dub. I don't know. To the dub, maybe? To the club, to the dub. The dub, like a Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we met. And the Lord totally radically changed our lives. Yeah. Right before my 22nd birthday. Delivered me from alcohol. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Side note. Drugs. I just hated smoking Mm -hmm. because I had a friend. Yes, that's you, Mark Gunderson. (laughs) (laughs) He had like the really nice car and was like, I'll drive you guys to the club. And we were teaching him how to dance. And so we always rode with Mark. There was one drawback about going to the club riding with Mark. Mark smoked a bunch of cigarettes all the time. And I, in my head, I'm like, what girl is going to want to dance with the chimney? They're like, I want to dance with you. You smell like, you know, smoking doesn't make you go to hell. It makes you smell like it. But Mark would dirty us up with smoke cologne. And Sarah, what's funny is I told her one time, like, man, I just. I would never marry someone who smoked is what you said. Exactly what I said. Yes. The Lord delivered Sarah that day. I was done. She probably was looking at me. She probably reached in her back pocket. Pulled out those camels and tossed them without me looking. But she totally got delivered from that. She got delivered from meth, craziness. She had a first mm-hmm. marriage in high school that was kind of crazy. And mm-hmm. God just brought her, you know, he brought her me. A long time ago. <laughs> in a club far, far away. In what? John Beth. So anyway, so, so yeah, that's a little bit of our testimony. We're 12 years in, ups, downs, all arounds. And so we wanted to do just a podcast about marriage and, and we have these questions. So that's a little bit about our story. If you want to ask more about our story, please go to the podcast link and there's a comment section. Be nice. Go ahead and leave us a comment. Ask us a question. We'll answer it. So, um, and some of these questions, like I said, I haven't even read them, so I'm going to read them and we we'll might see. change them up we'll and I'm going to juice it up with some sound effects. Yeah. And we'll see where, where it goes from there. So, Sarah Bell. And, and some of this is actually pretty personal, but here we go. How are you doing as a wife in general? Oh, mama. Sorry, she hasn't answered yet. You guys just calm down. I, I would say I'm doing fairly well. I think some days are harder than others, but I think, um, I think I'm doing okay. Yeah. My turn. How am I doing as a husband? And like you said, it depends at what moment you're asking me. Yes. Overall, I feel like we're doing a great job or else we probably would be married right now. But sometimes we all feel like we're doing a bad job. And I think the important thing is to recognize when you're doing a bad job and Mm -hmm. what you can do to make it right. Like there's several scriptures we build our marriage on. And one is the Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Yes, my friends. Cheer up. And don't let the sun go down when you're angry. There's so many times in our marriage where we get mad at each other, right? You guys start being really loud and you get, Uh -uh. I'm just playing. We don't do that. Just kidding. Uh, But you get mad at each other and then we go to bed. And so funny because one thing we promise each other is never to go to sleep. Mad at each other. Which we did the other night. What? No. Yes. Okay, well, we we set we, the ground rule. Sometimes you get punched in the face by the Holy Spirit. But many times, 
we would sit there and it'd be like two in the morning. Yeah. After we had a to fight. Figure it out. Yeah. And then you hear this subtle babe. <laughs> <laughs> babe, are you awake? And then I would turn around. If she's sleeping, I go, Hey, you awake? I think one thing that you do really well overall, in general, in our family and in our marriage is um you correct you're willing to most of the time say hey I screwed up let's start over and in one second I feel like you're able to switch it around and choose joy I definitely think I need work in that area yeah joy (laughs) joy is is you know it's it's really can be a choice Mm -hmm. because the bible also says we can take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. So when your thought life's going, oh, you little me, 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 then we can take those captive and yes. choose joy. So I think how, how are you doing in general? I think we're doing good. Does every marriage have something that they can work on? Uh, duh. We enjoy each other. We are best friends. We, we, and uh, and what's crazy about Sarah and I, we're, we're very opposite in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We do like a lot of things that are so different. But I think it, that's what makes it so important to recognize what we do do well. I said doo-doo. You did say that. We don't say that on air. I apologize to the listeners. <laughs> um, so let's go into question number two. What are you most excited about in our relationship during this season? You go first. Okay. Well, and we'll take turns going first. Okay. Um, I am most excited about our relationship in this season with our parenting. Because having a 10, a 7 to 5, and a baby... Mm-hmm. We are enjoying family Fridays. We set purposeful time aside to pour into each other, to love each other. Mm -hmm. So family Fridays are just something that we've started that I look forward to so much. The kids do too. We build box forts. We do all kinds of fun stuff. We we watch movies, um, gardening, house stuff, because my wife's a big doer. So Pizza has to be in the picture on Fridays, pizza. Yes. My son, one of my sons only... Eats pizza and Cheerios. If you guys know us, you're laughing right now because you know it's true. Mm-hmm. We should probably put Cheerios on the pizza. So I'm excited about that in our relationship during this season. Me too. And then like fast forward. I know this is crazy to say because God gave us these kids to raise them. But mm-hmm. I do look forward to not having kids at home. And, you know, bow, bow, down, yeah. like just yeah. having each other again. And, and yeah. you know, so 10 years in, 18 more to go. And so I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, me too. And obviously being the pastors, it's 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 a unique relationship to pastor together, best friends, parent together. Mm-hmm. Um, right now in this season, Sarah is homeschooling our kids and I am, you know, making them money. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, that's our season now hasn't always been like that. So our seasons have flipped and flopped. But yeah. what is your most excited about our relationship during this season? I, I definitely think the same thing. When you walk in the door. From work, that's our favorite time. <laughs> I like it too. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's harder and harder to get a babysitter the more kids you have. So those are those are rare. Those times are rare to have those special one-on-one dates. But mm-hmm. definitely, you know what? It is. It's our um, shoulder or our pillow talk. Like, <laughs> Whoa! Night. Too hot for TV. No, for real. That's know, my favorite time. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, it is. And, and I have to say this really quick because it just popped in my, my brain and my spirit. Do not put your kids before your spouse. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Because like they always say, you end up, your kids leave, and then you don't even know each other mm-hmm. because you haven't 
put the effort in. So be careful not to put your kid before your spouse because you wouldn't have a kid if you didn't have a spouse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I was playing the sound effects sometimes. My wife keeps me grounded. This is really good. All right. If you could, uh, oh my gosh, I don't even want to ask this. Okay. I, I didn't even look at these questions. Oh no. <sighs> what? Oh no. If you could see two things change about me. Oh gosh. What would they be? Let's rephrase that. What's two things you'd like to see me work on? Oh gosh. I know I'm staring at her. I don't even know what to do right now. Oh man. Cue the sad music. Well, I know mine that I can what? work on for you. <laughs> okay, let's. That's probably a better. Okay, you go first, and then I'll no, because it does. It makes me think of myself and what I'm sucking at right now, which is. Let's ask this: What two things could you do better? And and I'll ask myself: What two things could I do better? Okay, definitely. Um. um well, if you're silent that long, it's not definitely. Yeah. Well, I'll go first. Yes, please do. Okay, hey, what two let things? Let me just say something, though. Okay, go ahead. This is really hard for me to speak immediately because it takes me a little while to think about something. Yeah. And you're just so witty, and you just, it just flows, and it, it's hard. I just, <laughs> I just lo- <laughs> load it up in my brain. Okay. You go. Okay. Uh, if I could change two things or, or improvements for me, it would be that when I'm doing ministry, mm-hmm. which... Your family always comes first. It's God, it's your family, and it's others. Mm -hmm. And others would be your church and things like that. So I would say it's in the midst of ministry, always to recognize, no matter what, that, hey, can you hold on a second? My my wife's calling. Or or my my child or whatever. I would be quicker on the draw, Mm -hmm. and I would answer and, and make sure that that's always there. That's awesome. The second thing that I might do for me is be better and more intentional about listening more deeply. Mm-hmm. And because the way my brain works is I have tons of answers already loaded up and it's just the way I function. So I would try to intentionally, as I listen to you for pillow talk or forever, not to have whatever else in my brain, but just to let yeah. it hold it back until you're done. Then let the answers load. And I think podcasting is hard because you're like, we're semi on a time limit. So it's harder. Yeah, but um. (laughs) Now, now your turn. (laughs) Oh man, your turn. I think I think um. Choosing joy is a big one for me. Um. To better influence the kids too, because nobody likes a Debbie Downer. Absolutely true. Yeah. And I'm really, I am, I'm working on that and just being in the moment and choosing joy in the moment. Um, and, mm. <laughs> and mm. I like that. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Yeah. How, and we can name this for the listeners too. How can, oh man, this is good because it's from the other angle. Like this says, what ways can I honor you more? Sorry, your time limit expired. How can I honor my wife more? I would say exactly what just happened now. I got to give her more room to be heard. And we're in a season of our ministry that my wife has grown so much spiritually the last, you know, even year Mm -hmm. that she is leading with me more and more. And it's a beautiful thing because you don't see a lot of husbands and wives, um, wives, 
mm-hmm. that minister together powerfully and effectively. So it's really beautiful right now in this season of our life. I think, so how can I honor her more? It's just um, giving room, making preference for my wife. Yeah, and me, and, and same, just kind of um, understanding what God's called you to do and giving room for that and making, um, like honoring you in those moments and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you in those moments and not, um, you know, pressing for your time as much and, and really trusting that, you know, that our priorities are in order and that you're going to give us what we need as a husband and a dad. Oh, I'll give you what you need. <laughs> yeah. hey, oh, oh. Um, here's a fun question. What does your dream date or date night or weekend with me look like? Ooh. Like for PG-13 or? Well, since a lot of our church members listen to this, I would <laughs> I would just say, you know. <laughs> I love um, I love a good yummy dinner with you, a fancy, fancy dinner. I think that's one thing that we do well is like we don't care. We're going to get a good steak when we're going to celebrate. I totally agree with that. And it's been so long, you know, to have a date without a kid because mm-hmm. we're that couple that we're at a fancy steakhouse and there's my wife just breastfeeding underneath her shirt at a fancy dinner. Like, you know, would you like some more waters here? <laughs> and it's very fancy and everyone's looking at us because we're like, you know, you have your baby and you're just, it's under her shirt, you know, and she's breastfeeding and it's just like, oh, what is it like to have a date night? You know, and, and when you have a baby, you go about 10 months to a year anyway, mm-hmm. you know, before you really let, the baby out of your sight so we're just kind of entering that phase so yeah. um and you try to make every moment special like sometimes on a date you know we lock the kids in the house and we go check the mail together yeah and it'd be like a 30 second date and it's awesome yeah just that eye contact that um good long hug and um just a good conversation like today we got to have some time we got to go out to eat oh this is so good yeah yes my my dream date like like I said, it's just anytime we intentionally can get away with no kids mm-hmm. and it's just me and you. Mm-hmm. And um, the cruise was so much fun. I mean, even though there's a lot of church people and it was a church conference kind of thing, I would love to just me and you go on a cruise or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. It'd be a, a dreamy, dreamy date night. Um, let's see. I don't see it. This is why you got to check these websites. I was wondering about If you this. had three wishes to wish for our future, what would they be? Okay, come on. I wish this website would stop asking stupid questions. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> so glad. All right. Let me see. I'm looking for a good question. Ooh, what strengths do I bring to our marriage? Me. No, no, no. You answered, but me. Oh, well. What strengths does John Bell bring into the Bell marriage? Definitely, definitely joy. Um, you really help me to have fun. You really um, teach me to relax and have fun and just be in the moment. Yeah. Um, another strength is um, you like to get stuff done. Get her done. I do. You like order. I think that's really important. Um, and another thing is, it goes back to, 
Should I get the beeper ready? No, you're just a really fun guy. It just it just goes back to joy, but just you like to make sure that we're all going to have fun doing something. You're very intentional with that. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Some guy saying yeet. I don't even know what it means. I just added on there. Oh. Sarah Bell, strengths that she brings to her marriage. For sure, order as well. Mm-hmm. Um, consistently making sure there's order. But life, life uh, isn't all fun and games. So she keeps me grounded and our family grounded and helps us organize like the purpose of the day. What is today? What's the purpose? What are we doing? What time are you going to wake up? What are we going to, you know, so my wife's a doer as well, but way more detailed and I'm more visionary. Yeah, so definitely. I think down the road, she thinks like, what are you doing right now? I'm like, what are we doing in five years, huh? What are we doing Let's here? Let's just wrestle. Let's just wrestle and have fun. Whoa, I thought you don't want a fifth kid. <laughs> hey So, yeah, I mean. You know. The boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm turning red in the studio because my heart's beating fast. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think the rest of these questions, do I tell you I love you enough? Oh, Yes. What ways can we build our friendship more? Taking out the garbage. Come on. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Uh, and then I'll end with, and then we'll kind of just talk as the spirit leads us and what we want to talk about. But one more question on here is, what have you learned to appreciate about me that you did not know when we were first married? This is harder for me. Like to know that I'm not appreciated anymore. Okay. You are so appreciated. That's another thing for your marriage. Don't don't be don't be this guy or this girl. Nine seconds of sadness. My husband doesn't appreciate me. My Um, wife doesn't appreciate me. Oh my gosh. Victim, 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 victim. I think that's what we should talk about. It's is focusing on the good. You, it's so important, so important to focus on the victories. Yes. And I would say the same question for you is I've watched my wife. See, when you choose to get married, you're saying vows. You're mm-hmm. making promises. You say for better, for worse, rich or poor. It doesn't matter if it's bad, if it's good. I'm marrying you now. Yeah. Not with the intention and focus that you're going to stay this way that I met you forever. Or the opposite. Yeah. Growing things change. Yeah. And so what your favorite color and even that stuff that that can be that simple. It might not be your favorite color anymore. And that's cool. That's why you always got to date mm-hmm. 15 years in your marriage, 20 years in your marriage. You still have to date and ask questions yeah. because things change. Seasons change and you have to be okay with that. And you have to be flexible in your marriage that the season may change. Yeah. Um, what is a piece of advice that you've seen just from our pastoring? What is a piece of advice to couples that you've heard in the last, you know, three years What's like something on your heart that you would give as advice? Like what's the breaking news that you would give to couples right now? Um, definitely to find a bottom line. Like you, you married that person for a reason and find a bottom line like ours is We love to um, replace each other's name with the First Corinthians um, thirteen verse. Yeah. 
So like bring that up. Yeah, pull it up and read it. And it's 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 so easy to. Um, I don't know. I would just say find a bottom line and stick to it. And any time in any moment that you feel like you've gotten away from it, just make sure that you come back and um, just be able to come back to the table and say, scratch everything. Like what? Let's let's erase all of it. Why are we together? Why did God bring us together? Yeah. So what she's saying, if you're in trouble in your marriage, it's good to think back on why God brought mm-hmm. you back. Why God brought you together in the first place? What were you focused on then that you're not now? Mm-hmm. So, and she is saying that there is value in the love test. Mm-hmm. So this is something we do in our marriage. It's called the love test. First Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8. Every time I say the word love, put your name in there. Your own And name. see if you're measuring up to what God says for us to love each other. Mm-hmm. And this not only works for marriages, but friendships, right? Yeah. Love is patient. Is Sarah being patient? <laughs> I I got out right then. Love is kind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um and, and a lot of you buzzed yourself. Yeah. So it's really just saying, how can I be more patient? What can I do? Mm-hmm. How can we be more patient for each other? Like my wife's a doer. And that is called the life languages. If you go to character-talk.com, you can know what we're talking about. But that's beside, I don't want to do a shameless plug. Already did. So my wife is a doer, which means that how she views her life and how she lives life is she's very task-oriented. She has lists. She has an eye for detail. So like when we try to relax outside, she cannot relax. You know why? Because she has an eye for detail. So what does her eye for detail do? Hey, babe, if you're going to, sorry, this is me and Sarah's voice. Hey, babe, when are you going to mow the lawn? Hey, babe, um, when are we going to replace that part of the fence? Hey, babe, when are the kids going to pick up the dog poo? Hey, babe, don't you think the swing set's getting a little old? Hey, babe, don't you think that we ought to fill the potholes that du- our, our dog uh, dug up? Yes, babe. And hey, hey, babe. <laughs> Um, when are you going to put that little thing on the screen door that makes it shut softly so the kids quit banging it? Hey, babe, <laughs> when are you going to build that toy box that you said you'd build for outside? You know what I mean? There's just, my wife's a doer. So, yeah. or like, can you take out the garbage? And then you're like, yes. I'm like, thank you. And then <laughs> I'm just playing. I love you so much. I remember this one conversation. You said, well, you have to be very specific. Like you need to say, you, will you take out the garbage now? And then I, my argument was, well, that sounds rude and demanding. And you said, well, that actually clarifies for me that you want it done right now. And I said, well, why ask now? Yeah, because I would feel like, what's more rude? You saying, hey, hey, babe, can you take out the garbage right now? Versus, hey, babe, will you take out the garbage on her way to get a bag? To take it out for myself. <laughs> and I'm like. Now. Oh my gosh, my wife's a thug life. I'm like, give me a chance. Give me a chance to take out the garbage. So my wife really is a right now type of person with an eye for detail. And I'm more of a visionary. Communication, I'm working on. Yes, and she's come a long way. That's what I was saying, that things change. Mm -hmm. She could not, from a bad, abusive marriage, 
um, emotionally and, and things like that, she couldn't tell you simply how she felt. Like when we were dating, yeah. emotionless. Mm-hmm. Like I was shaking her outside, not in like an abusive way, but I was like, tell me how you feel. And I was at Starbucks in Ohio while we were dating and I was just shaking her. So everyone in Cleveland probably thought, what is going on with that couple? I think I was being delivered in that moment of <laughs> crazy. I know. I know. I was like, come out of her. You will speak. Come out of her. You will speak. I, I just. Her yeah. eyes rolled back in her head. She's like, what? <laughs> no, I'm just fine. It didn't happen like that. But she's come a long way. I'm so proud of you. Because I'm looking yeah. at her. You guys are. I'm looking at her right now. And so. Yeah, I'm proud of who she is now. She's come a long way with her emotional maturity. She's been able to communicate more clearly exactly how she feels. And she's still working on it, but she's come such a long way. Um, just like in other ways, I've come a long way. So um, love is patient, love is kind. Mm-hmm. Ooh, here we go. <laughs> love does not envy and does not boast. Love is not... Like, in other words, love is not jealous. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's something we work on in our marriage, like, um, like in the seasons that we're in. Because sometimes, like, I'll get to do something and then, you know, she'll get to do something. And we got to be careful not to let jealousy creep in our minds, but really be glad for our partners. Because yeah. in a healthy marriage, there's several kinds of time that's needed in a marriage. You need time to yourself. Mm-hmm. You need time with your girlfriends. I need time. I don't want to say boyfriends. That sounds weird. My friends as boys. Like JJ says, my gr- my friend girl. <laughs> yeah. So she needs time with the girls. I need time with the boys. And we need each, each other time mm-hmm. for sure. We need, you know, because what, what is a marriage without any time together? But for every couple, it varies. Mm-hmm. Not every couple needs the same amount of together time, individual time, you know, or time by themselves. So really, you have to communicate enough to gauge in this season how much alone time does my wife need and is she getting it? Mm-hmm. How much time does she need with me and is she getting it? How much time does she need um, with her girls and is she getting it? And I think sometimes those get confused and I and I think... And they don't have to be the same. Clarifying and knowing what what need you're needing. Like right now, I think in this season, I'm, I think I'm confusing like girlfriend or my alone time with I think I need more quality time with you one on one. Yeah. Come and on. I think I've been confusing the two lately and taking it out on you a little bit. Instead of clearly clarifying, I just need I just need a date. I just need to date you. Take me out anytime you want. <laughs> so that's good. I mean clarity. Because yeah. I might need this amount of time and you might need a lot more time. Right. So you just clarify and communication for all you couples out there. Mm-hmm. So let's keep going. So Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or is jealous. And love um, does not boast. Love is not arrogant. Yuck. <laughs> love is not rude. Love is not rude. Do you guys need to hear that again? Yes. Love is not rude. In other words, part of the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. We mm-hmm. forget that because... We come too familiar with each other and you might say something that's not gentle. So mm-hmm. just be careful about being more gentle and taking time to say, wait, was that rude? That's something I need to work on too. Because sometimes I missed a funny guy. I can come across as sarcastic, which can come across as rude. And love is not rude. So in that moment, I'm not being loving if I'm being rude. Come on, preach, preacher. <laughs> Ooh, come on. Here we go. I know, this is good. This is a good Love one. does not insist on its own way. Mm-hmm. 
we do it my way or I'm getting a divorce. Yep. So love does not insist on its own way, meaning that if you're demanding your own way, you're being a manipulative manipulator. <laughs> Did you guys hear me? If you're forcing your own way, you're being a manipulative manipulator. So that's fail. That's a fail. Do not be a manipulative manipulator. 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 Um, I know. Gosh, how many of you husbands out there would wear that? Go to gotmadness.com, pick up your shirt today. <laughs> so love doesn't demand its own way. We can spend a lot of time in there because sometimes there's these gray areas with marriage mm-hmm. where it's not right or wrong. It's just different. I remember one time we had friends that got an argument, a deep argument mm-hmm. over like food. Because he was grown up that you make the certain food this way. And she was like, no, you make yeah. food this way. There were and, tears. Yeah, tears. And weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> there was all this chaos that broke out because it wasn't right or wrong. They just had to learn that in a marriage, you put away your thing and you put away your thing and you make a new thing together. Yeah. And you decide. But, you know, it's not right or wrong. He makes food that one day like that and she can make it the next day like that. It's just sometimes we get caught up that... It's not right or wrong. It's just different. And you have to, like, for example, I, my wife loads the dishwasher a certain way. She has an eye for detail. So I might load it, come back, and she's reloading it. I don't do that. She's reloading. <laughs> well, I mean, but you know what I mean? Okay. I'm just saying that, that you do things a certain way. Because yeah. there are times where you've backed me up because I did it a different way or not your way. I love when you load the dishwasher. Or like when I do a DIY project and you're like, D-I-W, doing it wrong. Ooh, because do it yourself. This is probably the most humbling thing my wife ever said to me. Let's, hey babe, let's hire out like a professional for that. <laughs> like, what woman? You don't like the cabinets I built? They're all janky. I don't, that's, that's I not mean. Your strong. That's not your strong I know. suit. Let's be a little nice. <laughs> she slapped me. The Holy Spirit slapped me right in the. Right in the face. Okay, let's keep going. Love. So love does not demand its own way. I think this one was, oh, ooh. It is not irritable or resentful. I don't think I've taken this test in a while. This love test. I'm just saying that, <laughs> like, you ever read the word and you just, Holy oh. Spirit just slaps you in the face and you're like, ha, 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 ha. I've, I think I've failed this test today. So love is not irritable. Or resentful. Mm-hmm. There's a joke in there somewhere. I'm not going to say. <laughs> so you got to be careful. So if you're feeling irritable, like there are some things like obviously don't go to bed mm-hmm. angry, but also know when it's harmful to talk to your spouse because you're so jacked up on anger and sadness and whatever else. Be careful because then you're going to say something that you didn't mean. Example yeah. A, you ever told the kid, hey man, you cannot have six brownies and a soda for dinner. I hate you, Dad. You don't hate me. You just hate that I'm not going to give you six brownies and a soda for dinner. Mm -hmm. So that's an example of the kid would say, I hate you, and you have to be emotionally mature enough to go, that's not what he means. He loves me. Mm -hmm. He's just mad that he can't have what he wants because what he doesn't know is that his little Tommy will get upset and he'll end up throwing up because he did all that. And it goes the same way for, for, you know, spouses. Yeah. Sarah tells me what I'm going to eat for dinner. <laughs> okay, so let's continue with the love test. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. Yeah, 
No. I don't know why I just pictured my wife. She does this thing. And she, I'm still praying for her. She loves. Oh, this is horrible. When people get scared. Startled. Yes. So for some demonic reason, just kidding. When she'll hide. And this is where you, you go, you know, where's the line? How long have you been hiding? <laughs> behind the door like how long how long are you gonna sit there and wait for me and you're sweating because you're curled up in the fetal position in a cabinet like what's wrong with you that's good so my wife likes when people get scared so i don't know why i thought about like it does not rejoice at wrongdoing because you rejoice when you scare me which is a wrongdoing and i remember there's this time in our marriage that i was taking a shower the most slippery place there is in the house and she like ripped the curtain ah I can't remember what happened. It- uh, I almost fell and died. And no. I said, listen, if there's a risk of health or like life. heart attack or, or life slip yeah. and break a bone or burn, there's a sacred place yeah. in the throne room. That is one place you should not scare. Well, so we, in our marriage, that's we, our rule. No, we agreed on that for a, a long season. And then, yeah. I, and then Truce. I, I broke that. Well, we all fall short of the glory. It's all, we all sin, it's all- Sarah, <laughs> but you can be redeemed. We all I, can be redeemed. I still, I haven't done it in a while, but I've decided the bathroom is, is fine to scare you in. No, that's, that's, so let's talk about a pet peeve about marriage before we continue the love, pe- the love test. Love. I said pest because <laughs> you'll see why in a second is there's certain times that you just want to be alone. Mm, yeah. For me, it's sitting on the pot, even if that's 30 minutes. I, I like, I just want to be alone, oh, read my Bible app, play my game watch some sport clips. I just want to be by myself, you know? And, and then at the other instance, like I should lock the door. I never do. That's what it's for. Maybe I'm testing my family. Like, can you just pass the test and let me in here in my solitude? No, we're drawn to you, baby. Yeah. Like a little eyeball. What you doing, dad? Like, I'm like, leave me alone. This is my time. This is my place. And uh, yeah, my wife turned our master closet into a prayer room, which is awesome. I love that. She's, she's in there. It's with a separate lock. With a separate lock, separate key. You have to have a key. It is crazy. (laughs) Up and down. So this is, and this is beautiful, right? So it doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with the truth. So it's lovely and we celebrate the truth. Mm -hmm. Remember, love is not rude or boastful. So when you were right and your spouse was wrong, you don't go, ha ha, I told you so, in your face. Mm -hmm. That would be a wrong. You don't do that. And I like this one. Love bears all things. Love believes all things, love hopes all things, love, and you need to hear this, endures all things. Love is not a fuzzy feeling that you got in the club when you were dancing with your wife. Love is a choice that you made just like God chose to love the world by he gave his only son. So love is a choice and a sacrifice. So I can choose to be in love with my wife Mm -hmm. or choose to be out of love with my wife. Just like you can choose to be in love with your husband or out of love with your husband. Love is a choice. Yeah. I know some people don't agree with that. And if you don't, there's plenty of other podcasts to listen to. Or I like when you disagree and you like to listen because we can talk about it later. I believe love is a choice. It is, yeah. And when you're not choosing it, it's very evident and you just got to have a correction because the Bible says repenting means to change your mind. So you need to change your mind because the false thoughts have crept in and now you're living actionally through something that you thought mentally 
and your mental state was wrong in regarding that issue. And if you just correct it, it could be beautiful. Yeah. And I always tell somebody, it's about like this, before we're dating, this is pre-dating, so don't get mad at me. Like, have you guys out there ever saw a girl and you're like, man, she's beautiful. Whatever your standard of beauty is or what the devil's pushed on billboards. Like, and you go, man, that person's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But have you ever then all of a sudden she takes out a cigar, she starts cussing up a storm and you're like, man, you are less attractive than you were 10 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. Go ahead. We have a secret guest. But anyway, like when you have that, you know, you meet, you meet certain people or whatever and... And basically what happens is, is you're not, you know, you might be less attracted to them because of what happened. And same thing for my wife. I'm sure she's has seen a boy and be like, oh my gosh, he's gorgeous. But then he's rude, self-absorbed, looking like, you know, some dude from Jersey Shore. And then she just got turned off. Like, ugh. So I think for each other, what's funny is when you ask Sarah and I, we are like, hey, out of one to 10, 10 being like, gorgeous what'd you think about me and we both said to each other like eh, you know we weren't we weren't that attracted to each other i don't know i thought sarah was like a solid seven she probably thought i was a solid like three because i don't care what you girls say you have to get a foot in the door Mm -hmm. but she was we were kind of drunk so i drunk i'm a six normally maybe i'm a three but then we saw my dance moves bumped it up bump 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 it up i was like eight then i was humorous (laughs) 11 just kidding um sarah's 11 we did. I think that's what made our our journey different was um, God used it to shatter everything from our path. I mean, we be, we actually chose to be friends before we, you know, got serious. I think that was so important for us to get to know each other um, because our life was built around, you know, the world's standards and as when we met, it was just like, we made it for sure a choice to say, Hey, we're going to do this different. We're going to sacrifice. And I'm, I'm really going to know you for who you are. I'm going to respect your boundaries to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, We asked our friends to be involved in that process too, because just, you know, for accountability, we were, we were ready to do, you know, to do it different. And it really built a really solid foundation, I believe. Yeah. Another thing when we were dating, so we were kind of in the world, um, obviously, because Sarah and I, we were sleeping around because we were in the clubs, and that's what it was. It was lust fest, and you go to the club, you meet a different girl, different guy. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is when we met each other, we said, hey, let's not sleep with each other Mm -hmm. to show that we love each other. Because if we end up sleeping with each other, it's just the same thing we've been living. But even before that decision, I was like, this guy's different. Something, like something's about, something about you was different. Come on, somebody. Which obviously was the Lord. Like, I know that God was dealing with you in in that season as well. I didn't know this at the time about myself, but I know that God was showing himself through you. Mm. Babe. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll be back in five minutes. No. Okay. um, Let's do, let's do punchlines. I'm just making up this segment on the spot. And, these are mental punches, mental punches. Like sometimes you ever meet someone, they say something so stupid that you're like, I love you. So I'm going to hit you with some knowledge. Let's do, let's do some punches. You, let's see. Wait, what you got? No, no. Me and you both. We're throwing punches. Okay. Um, these are punchlines, not like joke, but these are advice 
hard advice, hard truth. Like, if you're a man and you're married, having a girl best friend, that's not your wife. Heck, heck no. I can't, right? Absolutely, absolutely I just think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, and you know what's crazy? Is I don't know where I read this from like years ago. It said like the, when a spouse is cheating, it's most likely to be with a best friend. Mm -hmm. Well, think about it. What did Boom, we, what statistics. What did we do? What did we do? When we were dating, we, we were friends. We were like, hey, we're going to get to know each other. Yes. The more you get to know each other, the more you're shoulder to shoulder, the more you have, the more encounters you have, the more conversations you have, you grow fond of each other. I'm so fond of you. It makes no sense to me. You make sense to me. Um, so what's another punchline? So, so like when you're saying, hey, uh, babe, uh, I know you're here, you know, alone with the kids, uh, but I'm going to go out to a movie with my best friend, Jessica. Boom. Stupid. Hey, John, stay home and watch the kids. I'm going to go out for ice cream with my best friend, Greg. No. You guys understand that? That's like, weird. We get people in these situations and we're like, okay, I can't do that. We're the pastors. Maybe just like a small slap. Like a... Yeah. It slaps better. It's a little less violent. Uh, what's another slap in the face move sometimes that people have to get corrected of? Oh, when you say, I fell out of love with my wife or husband. That's because you chose it. Chose, yeah. We, we really firmly believe that. Because we're supposed to, we're, Sorry, we believe, happy. the Bible says to take every thought captive. Um, yes. We just really strongly believe that every single day you wake up to choose yeah. to love them. Yeah, you Good choose choice. to love each other. Um, what's, what's like another one? Um... I think if you say like, you know, it's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. I think the the more you do find yourself sacrificing, that's where just like another whole nother level level of joy comes into play. I think in yeah. that sacrifice. And just like the image of the cross. Which is a plus sign. It is true. It's like addition. Less is more. I don't know. What's that? Yeah. And I would say, um, ooh, I got one. Stop trying to get from other people what you can only get from Jesus. Oh, like from your, you, especially from your spouse. A double punt. Yes. You got to stop trying to get from your husband and your wife what only Jesus can give you. And once you have the joy of Jesus overflowing in your life, then you can pour out to your spouse. God didn't give you your spouse so that they could fulfill you. They could help you. She was called a helpmate, mm -hmm. right? But, and then that encourages even more so, like, making disciples. Yeah. It's because we want, we want people to pull from the source. They want, we want them to understand and know who Jesus is because that is the source. Because they're just walking around. These people, lost people, are walking around sucking the life out of people. I wish I had a sound effect for a suck. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to suck the life out of your spouse because you're not getting enough joy from Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Ouch. That's good. And we preach this stuff to ourselves. We, it's not like right we're now. sitting here all high and mighty like, yeah. <laughs> um, because these are principles that we've had to learn in our marriage to have a good marriage because, you know, I don't like when I meet someone, they're like, I've married, I've suffered through 50 years of marriage. Right. 
right? You know, and they make it seem all negative, and you're like, ugh, I don't want to be married 50 years if I end up looking like you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you meet people, and they're like, we survived. Ooh. I don't want to survive in our marriage. I want to thrive. Yeah. I want my kids to go, gosh, my mom and dad could not leave each other alone. Yeah. Why do they lock the door all the time? Oh, one thing. One thing yeah. I hate. Oh, here it comes. Oh, I just hated when people spoke death over us when we were newlyweds oh, or about gosh. to get married. If you speak death out there, punch in the face. Oh, it's just the it's just the honeymoon stage. That'll pass. Like, if they have questions, like, I don't know. I just hate when people assume that one day it just turns off. Like, one year goes by and now the fights begin or now it's all down here from the hill from here. And I hate that. We chose from the beginning. We're going to choose. We can make the honeymoon stage last as long as we want it. Don't be speaking death over our marriage just because you don't like your own. Oh, my gosh. There are no people we're thinking of specifically in my mind right now. So don't call call the show and be like, hey. But that's just a common thing I hear. And I'm like, man. And it's with parents, right? Parenting. Like, just wait. Your child's going to be a living nightmare. Or like teenager years. Yeah. What people say (laughs) about you. I'm like, no. In a world. Get ready for rebellion. And you're like, dude, I'm, no. Leave me alone. Yeah. So that's another punch in the face. Um, Is there any other relationship punch in the face you can think of right now? We're slapping the face. Like, just stuff that you hear that's like, come on, man. Come on, woman. Don't be thinking like that. I don't know. Just complaining, I guess, in general. Just, oh, complainers. Yeah. Complainers. Like, of what, what people don't have, maybe. Like yeah, said, and it's probably oh, more productive to um, communicate to each other mm-hmm. and explain exactly where you're at rather than complain. Because there's a difference between complaining and then venting and then finding a solution for it. Like, you have to know when to stop. Like, Husband has received loud and clear or wife, I've received your communication loud and clear. Let's work on it. If you just sit there and focus on the problem all day, all night, then you're going to walk and all your actions are going to follow all the stupid thoughts that you're thinking about. My marriage is so bad. So, so bad. (laughs) Just going back to focusing on yeah. the victories, focusing on the good things, because there's plenty. There are plenty. Plenty. Good and plenties. Sorry, we're... Um, well, we can wrap it up. Okay. So yeah. we're going to have another marriage episode, marriage episode two, sometime in the future. But come on, peep. Come on, people. The beautiful, intelligent, smart, amazing woman of God, Sarah Bell. Thank you. Wait, hold on. Every show, we said we'd pray. I want to pray over yeah. marriages. Yeah. You say a little prayer, and then I'll end with a prayer, sure. and then we will say good night. Awesome. All right, go ahead. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, for marriage. I thank you for the design, the perfect design that you've made it to be. And um, I just pray a blessing over all who's listening. Um, just blessing over their marriage, favor in the relationships, and. Um, we just pray for good communication, for sacrifice, um, and I just thank you so much. Father God, we thank you for, as she said, the marriages out there, husbands and wives listening to the show. I pray that the marriages are strengthened, mm-hmm. and Lord, I pray your beautiful scripture over those couples out there today. Lord, let them be patient and kind. Let them not envy or boast. Let them not be arrogant or rude. Let them not insist on their own way. Don't let them be irritable and resentful. Don't let them rejoice at wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Lord, let them bear all things. Let them believe all things. Let them hope all things. And let their love endure all things. Lord, thank you. In the in last verse, it says, love never ends. Thank you, Jesus, that you showed us what love is mm-hmm. so that we could love our spouses and our children the way that you intended us to love them. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, for showing us the way. Thank you, Lord, for showing us not to be selfish, but to give preference to one another. Thank you, Lord, for showing us it's more blessed to give than to receive. Lord, bless the marriages. Bless even the single people that come across this episode. Bless them, Lord, and may your word bring revelation um, from your spirit about what a marriage should look like and what a healthy husband or wife should look like. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen amen and amen let's end with elevator music what is that that has its ups and downs ha ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to got madness podcast with john bell and sarah bell today make sure you go check out the gotmadness.com to pick up your fancy shirt or anything else that you want we are signing off sign Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye now. Bye. Goodbye.